Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in on a Monday morning. Man, that was a busy weekend. There was a lot going on, and we were going to cover the Utes, the Cougars, the Aggies, and the Jazz all in this first hour. Uh, a lot of NFL news, too. We'll have to get to that. Uh, we should have some big news later today. We'll find out what's going on with Zach Wilson and his knee. It looked bad. Uh, you know, whether it is bad, well, we'll find out. But he had to leave the game. He got hit. He said he felt a pop in his knee. And the Jets are worried it's the posterior cruciate ligament. Um, so MRI, and hopefully we hear something later today on that. Um, mostly the big dogs won in the NFL, with the exception of the Ravens, who got beat by the Bengals. So now the Bengals and Ravens are both 5-2. and two. The Raiders won big. They're 5-2. and two. The Titans put it on the Chiefs. They're 5-2. and two. Um, The Bills and the Chargers are both 4-2. and two, So a lot of uh, craziness at the top of the AFC. In the NFC, you got a bunch of 6-1 and one teams trailing the undefeated Cardinals. They rolled Houston, so they're 7-0. and uh, The Packers beat Washington easily, so they're 6-1. and uh, The Packers, man, they lost that opener. They've looked good since then. They've looked good. The Bucks look great. They just handled the Bears ridiculously easily, so they're 6-1. and uh, Rams, they were sweating it out. They came back to beat the Lions, but they're 6-1, and and the Cowboys uh, didn't play. They're 5-1, and so good races in the NFL. Let's get to the college football. Let's start with Utah State. They went Friday night. Let's listen to Coach Blake Anderson after the game. CSU, a great two-minute drive. And then total confusion on the field goal. And they didn't spike the ball. And they had too many guys on the field. Looked like they had like 15 guys out there at one point. And then they missed the field goal. And the Aggies win and lead the division. And have, I think, a very good shot at winning that division now. Uh, Here's Blake Anderson after the game. Coach, every week we're like, wow, can you top that? And every week after you find a way to top it. Congrats on the win. That is unbelievable. Thank you very much. That's just, they're killing me. A lot of really, really good things. I I heard you guys talking. We knew their their defense was really good. There's a reason they're ranked in the top ten, and it showed, and they beat us up in a lot of areas. But, you know, we, we found ways to move it a little bit. We, we should have been up another touchdown. You know, the, the, the reverse pass, we lined up. We just absolutely lined up wrong, and 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 that would have that would have I thought thought give us a little bit of little bit of wiggle room. But uh, man, these guys they just keep playing. They just keep playing. We figure it out. As ugly as it may be, sometimes we figure it out. So I got to ask you, Coach, uh, um, and and maybe we'll, we'll hold the question and and operationally how you 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 finish a game like that. But uh, there were so many plays in this game that you know it looked like it, as you got the the return the. Uh, the fumble, the kickoff recovery right yeah. before the half, looked like uh, you know Brandon Bowling drops a pass. It might have scored on it, and then yet in the fourth quarter he comes up with a big time third down catch. Um, just I just marvel at these kids, their willingness to stick with it enough to make just one more play. And and I know we've talked about it over and over again, but it's just something that's being inbred into this the squad. It's amazing to watch. Well, I've been with Brandon Bowling since he was 17 years old. I think he's about 28 now. I don't know how old he is. He's played forever. He just doesn't drop the ball, and 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 he's super hard on himself. It's funny that you say that because we were coming out of halftime. I gave him hard. I said, "You drop it. You drop a cross route." He looked at me. You know, he just had that look on his face. He's like, "You, know, I know, coach." I said, "That's all right. You're gonna make a, you're gonna make a big one this half." And and he actually dropped another little easy one. 
and then made the toughest catch maybe of the night. So uh, proud of, of how our guys just continue to fight, and, and they keep lifting. I mean, Connor Coles, man, he couldn't make anything yeah. last week. Didn't make a, did not make a field goal on Tuesday at practice. Missed four straight. But our guys just lift him up and, and just encourage him and love on him, and then he goes out tonight, and he's a stud. So I think we, we talked about it in the locker room. Yeah, I'm proud of the win. Obviously, love the fact that we were finding a ways, but the just the culture we're building and the and the way these guys love on each other and pull for each other and and got each other's back. I mean, that's that's even more important than what we're doing on the field in a lot of cases. Yeah, we we're. I, I was going to bring up Connor Coles. Really proud of him and the perseverance and and especially when it's a six point game and and uh, and look, Colorado State go down and score a touchdown, but. But they need, to make it a two-possession game to win the game, he just splits the uprights on that thing and in his pressure-packed moment of, of any kick he's ever had in his career and no big deal, goes out there and gets it done. And, and I like the fact he brought up the fact that it's his teammates buoying him up and, and your belief in him. I loved you meeting him at the sideline or almost at midfield when he made the first kick. It's just a great vibe with this team. Yeah, just um, really it's – it, it everybody's got to pull, you know. Everybody's got to pull and 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 support each other, and, and it showed big tonight. The great thing about him, it, I thought his attitude was amazing all night. He, I turned to him a couple times during drives, and he looked at me as coach. I got it. I, I got it. I'm good. And, and I, he did an amazing job. Never wavered. Very calm all night long. Technique was really good, and even a couple smiles on his face. But uh, it's uh, it's fun to watch guys, you know, really really help lift each other up and it means a lot i don't think it's kind of hard to calculate and really kind of measure but when you got you guys on the sideline lifting you up it just it just gives you that that boost that you need it's fun to watch so i gotta ask you about the those final few seconds um, <laughs> I, i'm sure you guys practice it all the time I, I i first of all felt like the official took forever to wind the clock after the the, the catch with about 11 seconds to go second uh, we were mesmerized, but they didn't come up and clock it, and they run the the, the, the kick unit out there. Uh, how do you practice that? What's your philosophy? I, I, I imagine you've got to clock it right there and, and give your kicking unit a chance to get out of the field, but curious how you practice that one. Yeah, we, we, we obviously would have, have killed the ball. Anytime, out, anytime you're outside of three seconds, you can kill it and without an issue. Uh, I think they were trying to do so, but there was clearly some miscommunication. Because they had they had field goal personnel running on the field, and, and that's where the issue came. I, I do think they got the benefit of a lot of extra time on the oh, clock. Oh, yeah, they did. It, it should have run off. I mean, it, it should have run off. And I looked at it at 11, and they still don't know what personnel they got on the field. I'm shocked that, that yeah. it didn't run. Uh, so there was clearly some th- something going on there. But I think they intended to spike it in, in just somewhere along the sideline. You know, somebody somebody made a call, or some some communication didn't happen the way I'm sure the head coach wanted it to. And, and I mean, somebody have to ask him that. But they ended up with a bunch of people on the field, and it really put them at a standstill. And I don't think they had another choice. They end up, I mean, they end up having to go to kick the field goal. They barely got it off as it was. So uh, we we benefited from uh, some sloppiness there and on their part. But we uh, we gave them plenty of sloppiness during the game too, so it was uh, it was payback maybe for some of the stuff we did poorly early in the game. Well, included in that was uh, it looked like from our vantage point that a a kick catch interference was 
<laughs> you don't have to come in further on that. Yep. Enough said. So there's that. You know, it evens itself out along the course of the game, and when you see that thing go sailing wide left, then what's the emotion at that point? I almost had a heart attack right there on the thirty yard line. To be honest with you, <laughs> I, it happened so fast. It's almost like. Is it, was it real? Was was there a flag? Did it actually happen? So it, it just happened so fast. It's a blur. Um, I'm glad I didn't call a timeout. I was I was concerned that maybe I needed to, um, but uh, luckily we, you know, little breeze and pulled kick. We we survived by by a hair. Well, coach, uh, congrats on the win. Five and two. How important is this extra day off? Because this was a physical fight out there tonight. Yeah, we got we got beat up pretty good, and it'll it'll help. I mean, a day I'll do a little bit. It won't do enough. Uh, we'll be there'll be a lot of dudes this week. You know, with Hawaii coming in, I love the fact that we're playing at home and they got to come to us. But it'll it'll take all week to get some of these bodies healed up. That is a very big physical football team. That is that is a huge win for us to be able to survive that environment, that type of team, that type of uh, just the way they play, as good as their fronts are. That uh, that's huge for us. That and special teams was huge tonight. Really, special teams was huge um, in 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 some big areas too. I think that that might have been uh, something big. So we'll get these guys healed up and regroup, reload, and get ready to go next Saturday. And you know, coach, three and one in in conference. I mean, uh, you really kind of have that inside track now to control your own destiny. Do you talk about that, or you, is it just always one at a time? It's it's one at a time. We're, we're you know. That's been the focus since I got here in January. Uh, that's not going to change. We just had that conversation in the locker room. I heard somebody say something about first place. I said, "Stop!" I just said, "Stop! Stop right there! Stop! <laughs> just stop!" Yeah. All we can control is how we work and how we prepare every day. If we do what we're supposed to, all that stuff will mean something at the end. Keep your focus where it needs to be, and that is on improving. We still made a ton of mistakes tonight. Let's work on getting better this week. We don't need to be looking at scoreboards, records, nothing. We just need to be working on getting better. And they responded the right way. Uh, and, and I think that's that, to me, that is the best way for us to go about getting ready every week. All right, there's Utah State football coach Blake Anderson. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars later in the hour. Stay with us. Ready, 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 ready. Game week for the Utes in the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes return home to the friendly confines of Rice-Eccles Stadium for a key Pac-12 South Division battle against Chip Kelly and UCLA. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Ute pregame show Saturday with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz getting a few days off here. One in Sacramento Friday night. Um, don't play for three straight days, and then Tuesday night they host the Denver Nuggets, but this is their third day off today. Uh, Sunday after practice, we heard from Jordan Clarkson. Had some interesting stuff to say about the Denver Nuggets and Jokic. And, you know, Jokic's second-round pick, and he wins the MVP. Clarkson was also a second-round pick. Yeah, Clarkson doesn't really like that second-round label. Here's Jordan. Denver's coming to town now. Where do you guys really need to improve, you know, to get to, you know, much better competition coming in? Uh, I mean, it's just been two games. I don't know uh, if it's a fact of, you know, uh, 
improving or whatever, but I know we locked in on ourselves and what we want to do. I know we're looking at every game as, you know, trying to prepare for, um, you know, later down on the road. So even with last game with Sacramento, uh, they gave us some looks and, um, you know, throughout the whole game that that's going to help us uh, move forward. So I think every game we kind of just uh, picking it apart, trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say it's better competition. I feel like every team right now is uh, feels like, you know, they're in a playoff run or doing something. So we're going to get everybody's best shot and everybody's going to play hard, just like you see the first two teams that we played. Um, but, yeah, I think we just um, trying to continue to do what we do and keep pushing forward. Is that kind of maybe like a different mentality just, you know, you guys finished with the best record last year. You're getting everyone's best shot now. How does that change, you know, your mentality? How do you prepare for that? Uh, I mean, it's simple. You know, we got one goal, and that's just to win every night. Uh, for us, that's the only way we're preparing, you know, trying to get better for uh, later on down the road. We know we want to play for uh, and compete for at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, with everything said, I think, you know, us preparing, uh, taking best shots from guys, I think we started getting that last year a lot. Uh, so I think guys, we we all kind of used to it. Uh, guys trying to pressure us, trying to be aggressive, you know, throwing defensive during defenses and stuff at us. Uh, I think we've uh, we've kind of seen a lot of everything. We trying to just uh, picking it apart and figuring it out now. Talking to Quinn after after the Kings game, he said to him it was just as simple as you know you guys started handling the physicality a little bit better as the game went on and started adjusting to it. What, was kind of, what were kind of those adjustments like? What, you know, when the Kings come out and, they're, and, and a team's playing you like that, like obviously a little bit unexpected maybe, what's, what's the adjustment that you made to start countering that? Uh, just us uh, being aggressive as well. Um, you know, the flow of the game, you know, they tried to be aggressive, you know, push us off our lines and do all kind of stuff. Um, you know, you see it through the whole game. And uh, what we did really was just you know, take all the whatever we was doing and getting straight to the point. Uh, if that was just Don coming off, uh, attacking immediately, uh, hitting Rudy in the post, um, Boyan just knocking down open threes and shooting in somebody's face, uh, me going to the basket, just everybody just making plays. And then defensively, you know, us locking in, um, making rotations. Um, multiple efforts and stuff like that. So I think it's just us kind of just, uh, you know, turning it up a little bit more uh, mentally and then just letting it flow throughout the game. You you were part of that 2014 draft class that was pretty hyped. Right. Remember the hype around that class? And I mean, you, obviously you were a second round guy. Were you part of that at all? Or kind of what was your perspective on it then? Uh, I mean, that draft class, uh, you know, I was, like I said, it was in the second round, so it wasn't too much hype. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention to it either, but, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what yeah, you was trying to get out of that question? I guess, let me ask you this, like, Jokic was also second round that that draft. I mean, does it kind of show, uh, like, second round guys can have, the, can, can kind of build a career for themselves in a, in a way that, like, you don't need the hype in order to succeed? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like you said, he was the MVP last year. Um, and then you just see guys in that in that second round, Spencer Dinwiddie. It don't really matter where you get drafted and what number it is. It's you know how you put the work in, how you pick up concepts, and how fast you are uh, able to get adjusted to the NBA game. And 
Um, and that's it, really. You know, I, I mean, the draft is a draft. You know, the first guys, they get guaranteed money. Second round guys, you know, I don't know how it go now, but I knew it wasn't no guaranteed money uh, a lot in the second round. But, you know, all that stuff, you know, it plays its part and uh, does what it does at the end of the day. Do you remember which guys you were working out on against in the workout process? Um, I had Zach Levine a lot, uh, Alfred Payton. Um, I remember Marcus Smart, Nick Stauskas. Um, trying to think of, but those are most of the time I, who I would match up with in uh, workouts. There's Jordan Clarkson. Now here's Rudy Gobert, rebounding machine, 20 boards in one game, 21 in another game. I mean, he's not going to average 20 boards a game because it's been 50 years since that happened. (laughs) Well, 52, I think. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain pulled it off. Um, But his career best is 13.5, and and as he's about to explain, hey, more rebounds, more chances to run, uh, that can only be a good thing. Here's Rudy. Rudy, what's been the key thing so far in the class, I mean, getting 20 rebounds in both games? Uh, I mean, I think it's just habit. Um, trying to make sure I don't give, uh, I do my work early, you know, don't give uh, all the teams more extra opportunities. And, uh, and I know that my teammates rely on me, you know, to, to go get these rebounds. So I really try to make it a point of emphasis every game because I know that, uh, you know, we. You want to play great defense, but if you don't get a rebound, uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, you got to end the defense with a rebound, and and then it allows us to to play, to run, and play the way we want to play offensively. Have you seen Hassan improve? Kind of his fits with the team over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. You know, I think uh, uh, you know we we we, sp- we play in a specific way, and it takes you know a little time to to adapt and. Uh, I think he's he's done a great job of you know uh, like being listening and observing too, and uh, I try to do my best to help him uh, to help him understand you know our, our philosophy and to push him. You know I think we we try to motivate each other, push each other on some little stuff, and uh, and at the end you know he, he really helps the team. Last year, I mean, it's on, on what Andy said. Last year, you were. In the negative, um, now plus minus wise, I mean you guys usually lost that game, and you were, you were minus nine um, on Friday, and you guys were able to come back in and, and, and win by nine. What did that say about Hassan and just that lineup that specifically kind of turned the game around so you guys could come in close? I mean that's you know that's why we brought him here. You know we we really wanted someone that can. Uh, and and Defay was that kind of player too. You know, he can really impact the game. And I think he's a starter on most of on the majority of, of the other NBA teams. But uh, same with Hassan. You know, we knew that uh, he could impact games for us and allow me to. You know, if I get in foul trouble, if you know, and also it's a 82 game, so I don't want to play 40 minutes every night unless we really have to, but we don't want that. So it's, it's great to have somebody that can come in, uh, impact the games, and uh, and uh, and we know how good is our second unit, you know. Uh, Joe got ejected, but uh, we know how good, like, guys can, can, can play and uh, and impact the games for us. And it's, it's uh, I believe that every, every championship team, uh, the, the key is really about also the second unit. You know, we saw it with the Spurs back in the days, and 
uh, and even the Warriors. I mean, the the second unit is really important to 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 either like when you're down ten, all of a sudden second unit comes in and you, the starters come back. We we only down two or we up one. You know, instead of being down twenty, it makes a huge difference. Is it so much shocking, or, you know, surprising, as you could say that? Seeing the second unit gel so quickly, especially even without Joe that last game, is that you know somewhat surprised how quickly they all kind of come together? No, there's no surprise. There's no surprise. You know, I mean, we got guys ready to to come in and, and contrib contribute and then bring something to in, into a specific game. Like Trent uh, came in the game and uh, and give us some amazing defense. And uh, yeah, some game is going to be him. Some game is going to be someone someone else. You know, and uh, and it's great to have guys that. You know, even they don't know if they might play, might not play, but they're always ready. And uh, you know, and when they come in, you know, they they impact the game. I know that your ultimate goal is, is just to win games, but you also take a lot of pride in what you do individually. Just given kind of the narrative that was out there after the the way the Clippers series ended, did you I don't know. Pride, did what? you take a lot of pride in how those last three minutes of the, of the game Friday night? Mm, I, I always take pride. You know, you don't win. Uh, you don't win defensive players of the year without having pride. Uh, I've always had pride. Uh, I didn't watch much TV after the playoffs. Uh, I've seen some stuff a little bit on social media. Uh, it's, it's just opinions, you know, and opinions from people that most of the time don't even have the integrity to, to speak of what they really understand. Oh, they don't really understand the game, you know, and everyone that understands the game of basketball was able to, to see what really happened on the floor, you know, and, uh, and and it's one game, you know, you know, I'm, once again, I'm, uh, I'm far from perfect, but uh, I know that uh, I can impact games in a lot of ways, and uh, my team knows it, my front office knows it, and everybody in the league knows it. Just as a follow-up to that, and, and this is just more of like scheme-based, like what was working for you guys when, when Luke decided, you know, when... Uh, uh, I mean, regardless of who they put on the floor, the key is to get stops. Uh, you know, if they want to play small, big, we want to play with two bigs, three bigs, uh, we're gonna have to get stops. And uh, you know, and for me, it's uh, you know analyzing what's going on, who is out there, who, what they're trying to do. <laughs> And then uh, be ready for that. You guys, I'm sorry, you guys are up against Jokic next, and I'm curious, just kind of what your perspective is on him, and in particular the passing, right? Like it's kind of his special element. How difficult are some of the passes that he makes from your point of view? And you know, I mean, he's a he's a unique player. He's, you know, he was MVP for a reason. He had my vote for MVP, so he's a uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a unique player, one of a kind, and uh, for me, it's always a great challenge, you know, to to for me and for the team, you know, to to go against somebody like that, and uh, and yeah, the the passing, you know, it's it's easy, it's easier to guard a great scorer, but to 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 have to guard a a guy that can score and can create for his teammates, you, you gotta be. Uh, it makes you have to be a little more cautious, you know, when you want to help. Or so it's it's a lot of responsibility on me, and uh, you know, it's a, it's always a great challenge. You voted him number one MVP. I mean, obviously, a lot of people did, majority of people did. But like, why why did? You I thought I thought he he 
he carried his team throughout the season and I thought that his impact on the court was he was the most impactful player uh, definitely last year in the regular season yeah. throughout the I don't, I don't even know if he missed a game maybe one or, but uh, people don't realize how hard it is to uh, to do it without taking games off and to carry the load every night for your team and you know and uh, the, the other best player gets hurt and is able to keep them afloat uh, you know it's, it was a great great season for him Rian, the last time that you guys saw the Nuggets in the latter part of the season last year, they didn't have Jamal, but they still gave you guys a pretty tough game that night, and they usually do. Do you do you circle those on the calendar, these games against these tough teams? I mean, we there's obviously there's some games when you know that you know there's a little extra, uh, and Denver is one of those teams. We know that. At the end of the season, uh, is those games that might be the difference between being first, second, or maybe being fourth, or fifth. So it's we we I think we we understand that. At the same time, we understand that it's a long season. So you know, it's it's uh, just a great opportunity for us to to keep getting better and you know and to uh, try to get a win like every single night. Do you have? Oh, can I follow up? Yeah, um, Jordan was just in. He said that the idea that you guys were kind of the hunted team, that you guys were already dealing with that last year. Do you agree with that? That you felt the same kind of thing that you were going to get every team's best shot every night. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we—that's human nature. You know, it's normal when you when you start playing well and you start being first, second. I mean, you. You, everyone wants to wants to beat you. You know, everyone knows that if they don't come up, come out ready, they're gonna be down by quickly down by 20 or 30. So they give they give you best shot, their best shot. And uh, and for us, it's it's great because we it's also easy in other way to to get comfortable when you when you play well. So we know that you know in this league, there's no. <laughs> There is no off night, uh, you know. Whoever you play, you always have somebody that is motivated and try to prove himself. And uh, it's what makes what makes the league so interesting to watch, to follow. All right, Chris, let's go ahead. Hello, Rudy. Hope you're doing well. Rudy, what did you see or what did you learn about team maturity after the first couple of games of the season? About the way that you react to the adversities of the game. And do you feel that you are in better position than last season as a team? Uh, yeah, I just feel like for us, every game, uh, we know that it's a long season, but we really want to use every game to try to get better as a team. And, and uh, I don't like to compare. I think every year is different. You know, every dynamic is different. And, uh, you know, you don't want to live in the past. We just want to take it one game at a time with what we have now, the experiences that we have from the past and and uh, and use that to keep getting better and when it's playoff time, you know, be the, the best team that we can be. There is Rudy Gobert. When we come back, the Utes and Cougars stay with us. It's game week for the Aggies and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. Huh! Huh! 
It's back-to-back home games for Utah State as Blake Anderson and the Aggies square off against Hawaii in Maverick Stadium. Listen all week long for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with the Aggie pregame show Saturday at noon. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to check in with Kyle Whittingham after the Utes lose at Oregon State. I mean, Oregon State just ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball some more. Kyle will talk about it. Here he is. Okay. Uh, outstanding job by Oregon State. Heck of a football team. Uh, ran the ball uh, way too efficiently. Um, 260 yards running, and uh, we just, you know, it's tough to tough to win a football game when you're when you're soft against the run. They also hit some big passes up the field. You know, we need to do a better job finding the ball and, and making plays on balls up the field. And, and so, uh, give them all the credit. They, uh, you know, we got a 14-0 right out of the gate. Uh, went at half uh, up. Uh, you know, what we have 10, was it 24-14 at half, and came out of the second half, and, and I don't want to say we were flat, but they just they kept to their game plan, kept running the football, didn't change a thing, and uh, started to get some some uh, big runs in the second half as well. They were efficient in both halves. I'm not saying the first half we were much better against the run because they still had a bunch of yards against the, uh, running the football in the first half. But but a lot of positives for offense. Offense put up 450 yards of total, 30 you know, four points and and uh, didn't turn it over. Um, had some good individual performances. Uh, Cam performed well. Um, you know, maybe the biggest play of the game was the block punt where the, for a touchdown. That was uh, huge. We had an error in protection. Uh, and they did a nice job with their scheme and, and got the punt. And, and uh, that, I think, was the biggest uh, play of the game. But it wasn't the only thing that <laughs> made us not come out on top, obviously, but that was that was uh, pivotal. But uh, from what I understand, we're still in first place in the South, at least uh, uh, tied for first with uh, a couple of the teams. And or, I don't know, you guys know, you can tell me better than me. Are we in first? Uh, time with Arizona State. Time with Arizona State, so we beat them head to head. So I guess theoretically we're still in first place, or technically. So so a lot of positives going forward that we uh, have to play for. Of course, we were only not even halfway through the conference schedule, four down, five to go. Um, told the guys, you know, don't hang your head, just come back with resolve. This is a, this is a, a balanced conference that, that has a lot of good teams and, and it's a lot of give and take in this league. And and uh, that's just how it is. And and again, uh, they outperformed us tonight, uh, made a few more plays than we did. And uh, that was the, the storyline. Kyle, you guys knew coming into this game they were going to run the ball and they were going to run it a lot. Yeah. How are they able to run it so you know, and be really productive? Their offensive line, first of all, I think they have the best offense in the, in the Pac-12. And statistically, that will bear out. They, 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 have, uh, they run the ball better than anybody. They score more points than anybody. They convert third downs better than anybody. Uh, I think they're second in total offense yards per game. And so they, they've been able to do that to pretty much everyone they play, uh, mostly. And uh, their offensive line is extremely efficient. They uh, they run that zone play and the stretch play as well as anybody in the country, and and uh, they're well coached, and they have an identity, and they know exactly who they are and what they want to be, and they stick to that. 
how frustrating was some of the red zone stuff either come away with no points or set up the field goal? Yeah, that was not that was probably our, our weakest uh, area of offense tonight and, and you know the, those I wouldn't have changed either of those calls the fourth and twos down there I mean that's a goal that's a solid goal analytically and in my mind uh, and the analytics you know back it up so uh, I don't I don't question any of the decisions we made we just didn't execute as well as we needed to and they made plays um, you know the field goal, the 53 yard field goal, that would have been put us in better position. But yeah, that's a long kick, and and I think he had enough leg and just uh, hooked it to the left a little bit. But uh, you know, as you look back, uh, I don't think there's anything we would have done different decision-wise. It's just uh, you know got got outplayed really by a, by a very good team tonight. Just the way the offense played, was there still a sense that if the defense could just get one stop and just get off the field, yeah. they could still, still? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we got a lot of confidence in Cam Rising in that offense, and got a lot of playmakers there. And and uh, like I said, we had 450 plus yards and 34 points. That's a pretty good outing, and typically that wins it for us. We, it's a it's a rarity that. Uh, that kind of offensive production doesn't lead to a victory because our defense has been so consistent through the years. I know that uh, targeting has always been kind of a big thing for you. Yeah. I mean, without having gone back and looked at the tape, did you think that was a targeting call? I didn't. I, I mean, his head was down. He was trying to get out of the way of the quarterback's head and, and uh, avoid the helmet to helmet. And, and uh, I don't know if there's an appeal process. or probably not. But uh, that's a shame that uh, it was called. And, and uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. It's just my opinion. But but it looked from what I saw in the replay like uh, you know, there's definitely not helmet to helmet. But but uh, you know, as he was trying to get under the block, he, he did duck down. And, and uh, you know the helmet was involved in the tackle, but not the helmet. And how how big of a loss is it going to be to not have it in the first half next game? Yeah, Devin's a playmaker, one of the best linebackers in the country, and we'll miss him in the first half of the next game. But but uh, you know you just got a next man up mentality and and uh, keep going. There's been a, a slew of, uh, of special team stuff that's going on between the 100 yard kickoff returns and the two blocks tonight. What you know, what has to happen? Well, the the punt, the, the first one we got blocked was 184 get off time, which is plenty. I mean, that's that's fast. And so we just had a shield there. Our shield gave up a soft spot interiorly, and the guy stuck his hand through and and. Uh, that's what happened. You know, the shield you got to be firm inside, and if you can get help on the outside, that's a bonus. But you got to be sturdy inside. And we weren't sturdy on the uh, on the inside on that one. That I couldn't tell what was going on on the second one because I wasn't watching. I was screaming for the official to notice that there was two number eights out there, and uh, ultimately that ended up, you know, not hurting us because of the penalty. And then they added 15 more onto the because of the, what happened at the end there. But but uh, we got to take a hard look at that protection and see if we need to change some people out or, or whatever we got to do to fix it. So we got our, got our work cut out for us on that. From our angle on top, it seemed like maybe there were some calls that weren't made going both ways. Did you feel that on the field maybe there were some calls both ways? Yeah, I, I never complain about yeah. the, the officiating. And, you know, it's give and take. And I think everything evens out in the, in the long run. And that's never... For me, anyway, a topic after a game of, of discussion because they're doing the best they can. And, and uh, like I said, I don't believe there's anybody's out to get anybody. I think it's just a, a matter of it all evens out in the long run.
All right, there's Kyle Whittingham after the Utes lose at Oregon State, their first loss in four Pac-12 games. BYU just won their fourth straight Pac-12 game. Stop a two-point conversion and win 21-19 at Washington State. Tyler Algier ran the ball really well. He had a huge day. Here's Tyler. Tyler being challenged after a couple of tough weeks and then responding. What was that like for you personally and as a team? Yeah, as a team, you know, shoot, like you said, just going through that adversity, but we knew we had to really step it up, and it literally shows uh, shows what a team what a team is like when you're going through that adversity and coming with the win today. So it shows a lot from our team. Kalani said you should be sore from all those carries. Are you? What tomorrow be like for you? Oh, it's a normal, a normal Sunday. Sore. Always going to treatment, so should. Yeah, I'm a little, a little banged up, but should be good. What was the the message in the huddle before that third down, where ultimately you closed out this game? Get the first down. Yeah, literally, like, yeah, just get the first down. You know, I, I believe that we could do it. After even the what was it, the false start, false start that backed us up, third and eleven. But I knew we could. Was it third and eleven? Third, 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 third and eight. Third and eight and eight. Yeah. Yeah, but I knew I knew we can do it because we we've done it for the past what five six games just milking out the clock the four minutes. So, what was it like to get that first down and you know get up and know that uh, that you you'd salted it away? Shoot, that was, it was joy, you know, just joy, you know, all the hard work, you know, even uh, with James going down, but and Connor stepping up, it just showed a lot that we can trust the guys that that are second string, third string, whatever, that we, it just shows a lot from our team. Kalani said earlier in the week that he wanted to see the physicality again from the team. Did, did you guys kind of take that personally coming into this matchup? I would say, yeah. Yeah, I know we did. Um, literally, he said, yeah, like you said, just, um, wait, say that again? Physicality. Physicality. Sorry. Say that question again, please. But did you guys just take that to heart coming into this matchup that yeah. you wanted to show that on the field? Yeah, no, we did. Tyler, what was the celebration like in the locker room after ending the two-game losing streak? Dude, everyone's dancing, dancing, sung the fight song, sung our fight song, everyone's dancing, so it was a good time in the locker room. What does this do for the confidence of the team going forward? Because you guys hadn't, you know, lost many games recently, and then, or, you know, over the course of your career lately. What does this do for the confidence going forward? Yeah, I would say it brings the confidence really back up, but, you know, we're 0-0 zero, zero now, but we just got to keep that momentum going forward. What was, what's it like being on the road like this and you make a big play at the end and it's as loud? I mean, you guys are used to it, but, you know, getting a win in that last moment and it's as loud as it was after that last play. Yeah, shoot, you'll see. Because uh, I would say the Wazoo fans were pretty loud, but with our BYU fans cheering after that, it was, that was some special. So shout out to Cougar Nation for coming out. Hope you guys travel safe. You mentioned James went down. Um, just maybe can you speak to the... the, the production of the offensive line despite losing James on that offensive line. Yeah, I'll say James, yeah, because he's our he's our leader. That's our captain right there. But you know, uh, with Connor with Connor coming in and stepping up, you know, he got a lot of reps in practice just in case. So like with any anything with anything that happens, but it just shows the heart and grit that our O line and our offense has. There's Tyler Algier. Now here's the head coach, Kalani Sataki. Well uh, just start off by saying uh, Really thankful we got the win. Close game. Um, really enjoyed the setting. Uh, had fun with the game, and uh, it was really cool to have our fans here. And, and uh, a lot of credit to Washington State. I know they're going through some uh, adversity and some some change. And I thought those guys showed up ready to play. And 
we're really motivated and when it comes down to it we just made one more play than they did so but uh they look at it it was a pretty uh, balanced game we we had a <clears throat> one turnover that we were able to possess and i think that that and pat was the difference in the game so um Glad that the guys played. I thought our guys played physical. I thought Washington State brought a lot of toughness and physicality to the game. And I mean, we still have a lot of things to fix, but I think just enjoy the game and enjoy the the uh, atmosphere and the environment and embrace everything that happened. I, I thought we had some <clears throat> really cool interaction with the Washington State fans and obviously our fans that are here too. So uh, just a lot of fun. Looking forward to building on this and. Uh, glad we got this win. We're coming off of a slump, so uh, it's good to get things corrected and um, have this be uh, something that we can build on for next week. <clears throat> so I'll take any questions. How gratifying was it after that? <clears throat> the, the guys gave you the physicality that you wanted and you were able to close the game out there on the ground. Um, that seemed like kind of normal for this year. You know, it seemed like that's... Uh, we like having our offense on the field. and uh, Obviously... Um, Close games are, are difficult, but when you're playing some really tough uh, teams, I, I think uh, the, the schedule and the high level of opponents that we've been playing takes a soul on you, and I, I love the way our guys respond. I, I thought last week probably wasn't our best, but it was good lessons to learn, and we knew that we'd have to be physical, and Washington State on, on film, they're a physical team, and so... I know they spread the ball out and things like that, but their own line's a physical team, and we knew that we would have to do some things to stop their, their pass game but and, and maybe put some more stress on the D-line and, and play with some, some odd front. We did that and required them to, to have to stand up tall and, and take on two blockers. And um, I thought, for the most part, did good. I, I thought it was kind of back and forth, but I just like the response for our guys. I, I still think there's a lot of things we can fix and get better, but... Um, that's pretty much every game you're going to have things that you can, you can uh, fix. I, I like that our offense took care of the football and that, um, you know, ball security is something that's really important to us. So when, when you have tight games like this, it's important that uh, we don't turn the ball over and, and we were able to gain one. And so I, I thought we played smart football. Uh, we had some mistakes uh, that, that end up killing pretty good drives. You know, we had a lot of yards. Um, but the same could be said for them too. So, uh, but in these tight games, it comes down to guys just making one play more, and everyone just depending on each other. I mean, it's easy to get down when you when uh, Washington State scored that last touchdown, but we had to rally and, and try to find a way to make a play on the two-point conversion. And so, just glad that we were able to make that play. I think that that was a difference in, in having our offense go out there and pound it out and and, and run the ball. I'm just glad they didn't put me in a position to go for it on fourth down or, or to punt. Kalani, speaking of that, what was the conversation on the headset like going into that third down out of the timeout? Um, I, I think we just we knew that they that uh, they were out of timeouts, and it was just a question of do we um, punt the ball and try to pin them deep, which we have a really good punter, and Rico has got a great leg. Even in the sky area, he does a good job at pinning them deep. And, um, you know, that two-point lead, um, the field goal beats you. I think they would have had roughly a minute to, to do some things. Um, probably would have gone for it if it was fourth and, I don't know, whatever. Just glad that they don't put me in that position. But I'm probably leaning towards going for it. Talk about challenging Tyler Algier and then having him come out with 191 and, and finishing the game the way he did. 
Yeah, I thought he played really physical. I thought he was punishing some people at the end of runs. Saw a lower shoulder. I know he got banged up a little bit, but sometimes you just have to just, you know, gut through those things. And um, I mean, he's really sore right now, and that's how he should be every week. Um, he's a big-time player for us, and we need to utilize him that way. And I like what Jaron did. I thought he distributed the ball pretty well. Um, you know, I, I think we just had some, some plays, some mistakes. I'm trying to think of, um, I think we had a illegal formation uh, that, that moved us back. And, you know, just a couple of mistakes like, like that that, that kind of hurt you and uh, had a sack uh, that, that took away something. We were past midfield. and But when you go against these, these type of teams and then P5 opponent like Washington State and a motivated opponent, I mean, they were ready to play. And, I thought they had tons of energy. It was just a lot of fun, but uh, really fortunate and happy that we got the win. Kalani, it looks like you guys played a lot of nickel defense uh, today. What did you like about that package and maybe to counter the run and shoot offense for Wazoo? Well, they, they play with, um, I mean, 10 personnel, so four, four wides, right? So we saw um, on film they have a lot of four wide, wide and so they're going to spread you out, and, and then they'll sometimes go bombers, which is double zero, which is all, all five wides, and so... Uh, that system, you know, and going into this, we know we knew that that there there's some change up in the, in the staff, but I don't know if they're going to go away from their identity, you know. And so they have people that are, you know, that that know know the run and shoot really well, and, and uh, so I, I thought they they look just like they normally do and call the game just as as they normally do. And I think Dolores is a fantastic player, so we tried to spy him a little bit. And, uh, he still finds ways to, to to find windows to throw the ball, and he's just uh, such a young kid. But he's so, he has great poise, and, and he's uh, he has an ability to break free and run, and he utilizes his legs to help uh, create more time for himself. But uh, you know, I, th- I think our DBs did a good job of coverage. I thought they did some really good things, and I don't know exactly what what they ended up passing the ball with, but I would have taken 19 points if you asked me. You know. Um, the game, I would have taken that against a high-powered offense like they have been, and especially the last three weeks that they've been playing, you know, going through this win streak that they had. A couple more questions. Your tackling at first was mm-hmm. a little shoddy, or, and it seemed to get better. Did you yeah. kind of light a fire under the guys, or why did that? Well, I mean, that's yeah. You want them to tackle. I, I think there's two things that that some great athletes out on the field and so uh, Washington State makes a lot of people miss you know but I think for us it's, it's when we're just throwing throwing our bodies at people and uh, I think for us to understand the shape of the defense and understand where our help is at that's that's the key um, I don't think it's uh, out of the ordinary to miss some some tackles in, in space when you're going against great athletes but I like the pursuit and the people that are showing up and, it, and maybe what would get me more frustrated is the second third fourth in this tackle, right? But then you have these these uh, physical running backs like Borgi is, and, and um, their receivers are really good players, and, and, and I mean, they're really skilled. they got tons of athleticism and speed. Saw MP and Romney uh, go off on, on crutches. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the up, latest update you can provide on those guys? I don't know the details yet, but um, not season-ending. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll probably find out more. I mean, the season's a lot shorter now, so we'll see what happens. But... Um, Doubtful for for next week. 
But we said that before with with Gunner, and then he showed up the next week. So I don't. I'll have more info on Monday. How impressed were you though question. with your offensive line to, to pound it out without MP? You get two Kawafu back, but uh, to have a guy like Connor Pay step in, you're able to pound it out on the ground. Yeah, Con- Connor Pay was big time for us, and and to have him fill in and and uh, play that. Um, you know, on the road and snapping the ball, and he's got most of his reps set at guard, but to go to center and do that, he, he's a, I think he's a, one of our top players of the game. The guy made a lot of plays and made a lot of checks at the line of scrimmage and, um, you know, led, led that O-line. The O-line was really physical, played hard, and um, it shows in the stats and in the run game. So uh, looking forward to getting better and improving, but uh, I'm really pleased with the way that those guys showed up and the physicality that they showed on the field. There's BYU football coach Kalani Sataki. Stay with us. More in a moment right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.